Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self. It's a place to discover your voice of inner wisdom and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hey, hey, hello, my sacred friends. I am Lori Andres, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. Hey, this week, we're going to chat about the Crystal Altar of the Month. Yeah, as you may remember, each month I create a collective altar, um, one that is uh, centered or anchored with the stones of the month for the collective, as well as the stone for the year of 2019 for the collective. And then I let myself just sit with its energy and tune in, listen, discover what it wants to share, and then I share that with you. Uh, So this month, the stone of the month is copper. I know, not really a stone not really a um, <laughs> a uh, crystal, but uh, this is what came forward for the month. And I really love that that's actually the energy for the month because this whole month has kind of felt like one of those with incredible transformational momentum. Now, I know that, you know, um, everyone experiences, you know, the energy within each month differently, but if you have been noticing that, if you've been noticing within yourself, this incredible momentum towards change, growth, letting go of old patterns, old stories, old beliefs, old things that have been holding you back, that have been keeping you stuck in a rut or a way of being that is not supportive your of your expansion and your becoming and the true like divine most pure expression of yourself. Um, This past month has been just creating this incredible momentum to let those things go. Yeah. (laughs) Now, October is always in, in general, September, October, November, they're all really great months for letting things go, for um, for shedding, for shedding our past. And you know, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you're probably experiencing this a little bit different because I'm also speaking seasonally. Um, and here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're experiencing fall. In the South, you guys are Southern Hemisphere, you're experiencing spring. Um, but in general, you know, this these couple months are really a time to let things go. And you notice this probably in particular as we're nearing the end of the year because there's this reflective quality. There's this energy of reflection where we begin to look back at the entire year, where we begin to look at, hey, what did I what did I actually create this year? What am I? What were my experiences? Where did I rise? Where did I find myself stuck? And how can I move through those places where I have been stuck? How can I begin to recognize the wisdom that's wanting to come forward, the the medicine, the teaching, the um, the the opportunity for growth? 
Now, in the shamanic world, um, I use the word medicine a lot. Um, what is the medicine of this experience? And when I say the medicine, you know, it, it really is in reference to that opportunity for awareness opportunity for wisdom, opportunity for growth, opportunity for a bigger picture vision, one that's expansive and creating opportunity versus um, the, the ways that we have been stuck, recognizing where, we, um, where a story has lived so strongly that it has held us back intensely. And you know, this month I've had um, some really, on a personal level, I've had some really big kind of lifelong patterns, um, uh, we'll say rear their ugly head, um, <laughs> um, but not in a way where it felt, uh, felt heavy and oppressive, but rather in a way of being able to witness how how much I have grown. And you may be noticing that within yourself. Like, and, and if that's something you're experiencing, let yourself just step back and go, ah, wow, how I have grown. Wow, I would have responded to this differently in the past. Wow, that's my old way of interacting. Oh my goodness, that's complete. And, and let yourself just like, Ah, soften into that awareness. And I think that's, you know, a part of what this this uh, altar for the month actually has in store. I know I kind of just rambled a whole lot there, but um, a bunch of information just really wanted to come through. So I just let it flow. Um, but now I want to just circle back and highlight what is all on the altar this month, because I was a little surprised um, as to what all came together. Okay, so it started with copper at the center. Yes, copper and moonstone. Copper was the stone for the month and moonstone the stone for the year, the collective stone. All right, so we started there. Well, you know, living not too far from what I call copper country or what people in this area call copper country, which is um, northern Michigan or the upper peninsula of Michigan and Lake Superior area, there is a lot in abundance abundance of or has been an abundance of copper. Those were really active mines at one point in history. Um, and there's, you know, in, in the earth and in some of the minerals, there's a lot of an abundance of copper. And, you know, we can we can find, like when Chris and I go out for hikes and stuff, we can find stones with copper in them. So anyway, I, um, I tapped into the energy again of Lake Superior, as you may remember, that's been a big part of this year's um, personal journey for me is connecting with that great lake and the energy of it. And we, um, we brought back, you know, some of that, um, copper, like I, on, on beaches, whatnot, I found some pieces this year with copper. So anyway, kind of cool. So we have some really raw, you know, like in its original form, copper. And then of course, because the most obvious copper form that we are familiar with, aside for electrical wiring, is the penny. I mean, how many, how often do we connect with pennies? And, you know, it's a part of our money system. And so it, that to me was kind of an interesting nugget of awareness at, that came into this altar. So it was copper in the raw form that is on the altar, but then also copper in the form of 
money that wanted to be on the altar as well. And, you know, I think part of this is that, you know, we've had um, a lot of there's there's so money is such a great uh, teacher for our personal belief systems, personal dramas, personal challenges, where we're um, finding ourselves stuck, where we have an opportunity for growth, where we are holding ourselves back, where we are expanding, where we're being um, unconscious. You know, I mean, there's there's so much wisdom with money. So I feel like there's a tie in around money and the momentum and movement that it um, can be a part of in our own growth process, in our own um, personal like development and a creation of awareness and, and cultivating our own medicine. So I, it became a part of the altar um, and it actually, it was really cool because the way it laid out, it wanted to lay out almost like a river or like a vein of copper in, ro- in other rocks. So it looked really kind of pretty and cool and flowy and um, you know when we think about momentum and this um, amplifier energy that copper offers you know it amplifies and creates the movement of electrical energy and um, you know our energy bodies are have energy flowing <laughs> um, so so this like flow of energy how can we create a flow of energy in our lives all right so that was a big part of the altar the next part of the altar was that my crystal skulls wanted to come forward all three of them not just one or two all three they were a part of the altar and i kept tuning into them you know asking them this this was part of my own like being present with the altar discovering what messages wanted to come forward this month um listening tuning in feeling into the energy um part of what i was listening to and curious about was all of these skulls and because they all are very different stones we have one of them is sphalerite another is um, a calcite an orange calcite um, i believe uh, all three of these are from peru all three of these skulls and then the third one is pyrite and so there's this like rich andean medicine in the stones right and um and then you know they each had different different stones and and so I was kind of curious, like, what is, what's the energy of each of those different stones f- and how is that playing into this? And, and the, each of them became really clear with me that it's not about which mineral or stone we are that has, that's irrelevant. It's the, our presence is as a reminder of the importance at this time for honoring tapping into, um, being present with, having awareness around our ancestors. And when I speak to ancestors, there's two aspects that I'm speaking to. One is that I am speaking to those who've come before us. So, you know, it's really easy for us to recognize our personal ancestral lineage, all who've come before us. Um, Sometimes we know a lot about our ancestry, other times we don't. Sometimes we're learning things and new things pop up. Um, 
And, uh, you know, there's, there's so many different aspects. Sometimes we, we have different opinions about, you know, who our ancestors were. Sometimes we hold them in great light. Sometimes we don't hold them in great fondness. Um, but there's those who came before us. And then there is an ancestry that goes forward, those who are yet to come. And this is where we look at time in from the lens of not being linear, but actually being circular. And how is there this spiral of energy that um, that we have an opportunity to to actually break free of the binds of that spiral and create freedom for those yet to come to to have a new and different experience of of life of humanity of the earth of um, relationships with others and of relationship with money yeah Wow, um, that I did not see that going, uh, this going that way, um, <laughs> this dialogue, but that's what came forward. How are we um, creating in our awareness and in our relationship to ourselves and to life and to our ancestry, those who've come before us and those who are yet to come? How are we creating space for a new relationship with money? And that starts with us, that starts with ourselves. Hmm. Wow. Um, funny, because as I was sitting down, um, the piece that the altar really brought forward, so I've shared a couple pieces already, but, but the, the anchoring theme, the theme that really, uh, the medicine that it wants to offer to you today, um, and the invitation that it wants to offer is to begin to create or or more refine if you already have this set in your life um, or create more spaciousness around um, is the idea of daily ritual like the things that we do on a daily basis to honor and create space within ourselves to to create our outer world by being present with our inner world by nurturing nourishing um, honoring, healing, acknowledging, listening to, being present with our inner worlds. As we spend time with our inner world, we become more conscious, more powerful, more more um, more potent creators in our outer world. And there is we don't create from the place of intense action. We create from the place of. Um, Oh, just standing in the potency of who we are, the beauty, the truth, the wisdom, the presence, the like that our own worth, as we stand in our own worth, our outer world begins to reflect that. Yeah. Manifestation, that whole idea of manifestation, thinking about an idea, um, desiring something, that's, that's, that's like surface level manifestation. If we really want to create in our lives, we need to, we need to put in the time. We need to give ourselves the, the love and the honor and, the wor- and cultivate that worthiness within for what we're wanting to experience in our outer world. This is where the magic happens. This is where our inner wisdom really comes forward and where we get to know what is truly, truly, truly special about us. 
because each one of you has so, so many, so many amazing qualities, so many amazing uniquenesses, and so many aspects of like you that are here, that are within you wanting to be shared with the world and that are important to be shared with the world. And it is, I know that if you're listening to this, it's because you know within yourself that it is time to share all of who you are with the world. Yeah, this is good stuff. Hmm. Okay, so let's circle back to that place of um, cultivating sacred practice, having sacred practice in our day. So this week I had a really beautiful conversation with a client and she's like, Lori, I just, I struggle with, I struggle with doing the same thing every day. I struggle with it. I get bored. I get distracted and, and it's just not fun. Like it'll be fun at first. And then all of a sudden my mind has wandered and it's no longer exciting and I just don't know what to do. And then I, then I stopped doing it. And I was like, I know, I know that. Um, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know that because that I experienced that myself. And so over the years, I've needed to, to discover how can I cultivate sacred practice on a daily basis that continues to develop, that continues to evolve, that continues to keep my mind engaged without becoming bored. And this, I think, is a challenge for a lot of creative spiritual individuals. And, you know, I think many of you are creative spiritual individuals and you have a creative spirit and that creative spirit thrives on change. Yeah. So the idea of ritual, which is something that we do over and over and over every day the same way, every time we do it, we come into it the same, um, that can feel a little binding or restrictive or limiting. So actually, as I'm saying this, as I'm talking, um, what I want to actually invite instead is that your, your daily practice is a ceremony. And ceremony is, yeah, there's, there's consistent bones to it. Like, um, say for example, I'm going to do a fire ceremony. I open sacred space. I light, I create my fire. I light my fire. Um, you know, there's, there's elements that are always the same, but the ceremony piece is that my opening sacred space may look different from one day to the next. The words that I use to call to spirit and invoke that relationship may look different. Actually, they do. It looks different every time I step in to create a ceremony. That prayer is unique because it's reflective of what's in my heart at that moment, in that day, the energy that I'm tapping into on a personal level, or if I'm working with a client for that client on behalf of that client, or um, on behalf of the collective, or you know whatever my my focus is, right? So the prayer, the prayer, the sacred space prayer, even though there's a ritual component to it, 
it is unique because I'm tuning in and I'm allowing the freedom for it to be expressed in the way that it wants to be expressed, which is where the ceremony is. The ceremony is the organicness. It's the opening up the space and stepping in and being free to create without a, rig a rigid um, template or specific prayer. Um, without, you know, following a step-by-step -step protocol, okay? And I think that's where sometimes ritual, like daily ritual, can feel limiting or binding uh, because there is this kind of almost step-by-step -step process that can get, that we can create. And sometimes that can be really helpful. Um, for some people that is, uh, at times that is really like it creates a safe container, it creates consistency, it creates um, a process, it creates direction, it creates, there's like, there's so many amazing things about having a, um, this is what I do every morning kind of thing. But I also know that um, as creative spirits, our mind needs something a little bit different. It needs to dance, it needs to explore, it needs to play. And when I say dance, I'm not talking about like actually, well, it could be that maybe you need to physically dance, but, um, but our mind needs to be creative in what we're doing. So here we go. Here's what I, I wanna share with you <laughs> around this. Um, so sometimes, part of the struggle when it's time to shake up or change our morning ritual or daily practice or daily ritual um, is that we get we get lost we forget about some of the things we love to do and so when I was speaking with this client we had a, a conversation where we just sank into well what are all of the things you love to do what are the sacred practices that light you up? And she started listing them off. You know, like one of them for her is movement. Dancing is so fulfilling, fulfilling and nourishing. Music comes into play with that. And um, she loves oracle cards. She loves journaling. She loves drawing and sketching and being, you know, playful. She loves coloring. She loves. Um, uh, doing really specific guided reflection rituals. She enjoys uh, just sitting or just puttering around with an altar. And so we just started like listing all of these out, right? So we created this list and um, and we, we kind of danced with it. And she's like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. So, so one of the things that I want to invite you is to, you know, have this list that almost like, um, you could put it on the inside of your journal, like this list. So when you sit down in the morning, you have your spot that you're going to sit and that's part of the ritual, right? That's the ritual. But the ceremony is that you open it up and you go, what inspires me today? You look at the list, what on this list inspires me today? And you create space within that list to have something else inspire you to create that connection. The thing that's important isn't the what we do in that time that we devote to ourselves. It's that we create the time for that devotion to ourselves.
that we create the time to listen within, to listen to our inner guidance, to listen to spirit, to connect with spirit, to connect with the divine, to um, to clear away, like clear within our energy field. You know, some days that can be like for me. Some days it is that I literally open up my eighth chakra, I sit within that beautiful sacred space, and I hold one of my crystals. And that's it. And maybe a message will come forward, or maybe I'll just be in silence. Or maybe I'll have an awareness that, oh, I've been, I hooked into another person's energy. Ooh, or um, I am really distracted by something that's coming up in the future and there's nothing I can do right now. Instead, I need to pull my energy back from that idea in the future and anchor it right now, right here, and be fully present in what I'm doing today. Ah, what is it that I'm doing today? Sometimes I create that space as an opportunity to um, invite in some of the things that are uh, maybe on my going to be on my to-do list or my entire to-do list. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's so many ways that we can become organic and natural. Sometimes, you know, my daily practice is to go for a walk. Sometimes the walk is just because I need to walk, but other times that is my daily practice. And I spend time in inner reflection. I listen to music or I listen to nature or I have a conversation. And I, I really like let myself tune into what is it that will be nourishing and nurturing and empowering for me today. This is my invitation for you is to become a really keen listener of yourself and what you're needing to find that place of stillness and presence. This is what sacred practice is about. It's about coming into a deeper place of stillness and presence within ourselves so that we can be, be present in life, be more mindful and conscious of how we're engaging and relating to others. This is the opportunity. And as we create our inner world, as we come to know and love it and allow it to feel incredible sense of worth and incredible sense of um, value and love, we, our outer world changes as well. And that is incredible. So with that, my sacred friends, I wish you an absolutely beautiful day. And as always, shine brightly. Are you feeling called to the shamanic path or are you curious about what it would be like to work more intimately with the crystals, stones, shamanic practices, as well as ceremony and ritual to create healing, transformation, and change in your life and the world around you? Well, guess what? Enrollment for the Crystal Shaman Initiation Program is now open and I would love for you to join me. Head on over to crystalshamanschool.com and sign up to receive our enrollment guidebook.